Welcome to A Course in Business Miracles. This is Heather Dominic, creator of businessmiracles.com and founder and leader of the highly sensitive entrepreneur movement. Join me today for some genuine practical assistance and a business altering and life changing experience. A business miracle. This is A Course in Business Miracles, episode 41 the top 12 HSE strengths. Listen in to learn how to create a business miracle by shifting out of your HSE shadow behavior and into your HSE strengths. So I just wanted to make sure that I was clear in regards to the feelings, right? That when you're doing the real work, like we do here, it just makes sense that it's an authentic experience, that it's a genuine experience. And that includes all of the energies on the energy scale and all of the feelings. So what I really wanted to touch on in regards to feelings, like whether it's the elation that we were just sharing in, or if it's more of release or sadness or um, any type of confusion, again, that's coming up. The real key, as I was saying earlier, is to allow it. And what I want to make sure that I'm also clearly communicating is that the practice that we do here is to allow it without becoming it. And the reason why we so often avoid our feelings, no matter where they might be on the scale, is because somewhere within the ego mind, we believe that those feelings define who we are. It's the meaning that we give to them. Right? So if we're feeling something, maybe it's anger, and then we're like, oh my gosh, like the law of attraction says I shouldn't be angry, or whatever other types of judgments that you might have about anger or any particular feeling. And then we just stuff it, but then the, the feeling is still there. And so again, it's the practice of allowing it without becoming it. Like I'm just having this feeling, and we all intellectually know this because we've all been alive for at least 25 years. They just come and then they go and then they come and then they go. So if we're resisting it, it actually is like trying to stop a wave, which takes a lot of energy and is like literally impossible. You can go out and try. And definitely, if you succeed, please come back and tell me and bring the wave with you. Okay? But it literally just comes and goes. So if we just let it, then it's just literally just so much easier. So that's why you allow it without becoming it. It doesn't define you. It actually, by allowing the feeling, allows you to come back to the true you, the whole you, that the quote from the Course said earlier today, it allows you to come back to that whole you so much more quickly. So to allow it without becoming it. And if you see somebody else around you like experiencing a feeling and it's making you uncomfortable, please don't try to stop their feeling. 
right? Like, here's a tissue. Let me hug you. Let me, like, take your head into my bosom and, you know, keep you from actually having me feel something because you are. Just allow them to have it, too. You can, like, just offer a tissue and they'll take it or they won't and then the rest is good, right? Because it's not your responsibility. And if you're feeling something's coming up in you because it's coming up in somebody else, then it's about you being with you, not trying to stop somebody else in the same way that you don't want to try to stop yourself. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay, good. Deep breath in. And let it out. Beautiful. So that kindness, the self-kindness statement The place where we're able to access that self-kindness statement from is our HSE strengths versus, as we've been talking about, when we're so ensconced in our shadows, which triggers us into the superego voice, which triggers us into the shame, which then triggers us into resistance and shuts us down in one way or the other. With these stories, they're obviously able to access that self-kindness statement and be in your HSE strength, right? To be able to just shift into that strength self. So that's what we really want to continue to hone and to continue to build on. It's a new muscle, Defaulting to your HSE strengths, defaulting to your HSE coping mechanisms is just literally a default. It's just because you've done it so many times that it just happens automatically that you think that's the only option. But as we've talked about, we are here for business miracles, and that's a shift in perception, and it's about seeing things in a different way. So we work together to build the new muscle, to build the new default setting where something happens like someone's, you know, yelling strange things to you out the window of a car. And instead of going into the super ego voice and like, oh my God, I'm such a freak. Why am I walking or whatever else, right? The new default is, oh, that's so interesting. That woman's saying something. I have no idea what she's saying, but isn't that interesting? Yay, look at the clouds. I'm just loving this walk. Fabulous. A new default setting. But again, it's we want to and need to be in core practice to build that muscle so that that's where we go to. I'm just imagining if you had responded but with your superego voice, right? If you had responded to your superego voice and you had taken your superego voice or your superego voice had taken you to dinner, that's not a very, you know, enjoyable dinner companion. So again, strengthening the muscle of the HSE strengths. And that's really what we're going to be looking at starting with this evening. So if you don't already have your journal out, if you would please take it out. And I want to share with you the list of the top 12 HSE strengths. And similar to how we did this morning with the shadows, you're just going to take a moment and you're going to listen and you're going to write them down. So the first HSE strength is 
intuitive. So because we are wired, our nervous system is wired to literally pick up more energy, regardless if it's from a person, if it's from a thing like a plant or an object, if it's from an environment, if it's from a sound, if it's from a smell, we will pick it up so much more distinctly than the other 80%. And this is a direct connection to our intuition. That because we are sensory, that we're able to intuit quote-unquote information. And I say quote-unquote because I'm not just talking about, you know, intellectual information. Number two is we are empathic. So this is where, again, because of the way that our nervous system is created, we're able to be with another person or with other people, and we're able to feel what they're feeling. Now, many of you have not yet strengthened that muscle where that is simply a strength and you're able to use it in that way. Many of you have, again, not yet strengthened that muscle, so you haven't developed the yet fine-tuned ability to choose what comes in and what you do with it. So you actually are experiencing your empathic ability more on the shadow side where somebody's energy just is bombarding you and you just take it on. You think up until now that that's just how it has to be, but that is not true. You have the ability to truly hone your empathy, your empathic nature, so that you're choosing what you receive and what you don't. You're choosing what you take in and what you will not take on. Third strength is creative. And I feel like we really had the beautiful opportunity to see some of that earlier today, right? With very little amount of time that just really went into a beautiful use of creativity to be that physical demonstration and communication. Next is the strength of visionary. So you have the ability to see that big vision. You have the ability to really use your imagination and you have the ability to see where something or someone can go. And again, if that strength isn't honed, if it's not strength and it can often work against us and shows up in lots of different kinds of ways, two particular ways is that you might see something for a client that they can't yet see for themselves and they're also not yet ready to see for themselves. And you just give it to them because you're just like so friggin' excited, right? And then they're like, Why do you have three heads and I have no idea what you're saying to me right now? The other way that it can work against us is that we can see the vision for ourselves and then we don't yet have that skill to break it down into the steps between here and there. 
And so then the superego voice comes in and says, well, you can't do that. And then we're just so crushed and deflated. The next strength is deep listener. And I feel like we also saw a beautiful demonstration of that today. So this is being, using the HSE strength of deep listener is what I refer to as listening between the energy. I use that term with the team a lot. And that so somebody might be saying something to you, but when you really have this strengthened, you're literally able to hear beyond what they're saying. And it's a beautiful, beautiful strength and really comes in handy as a part of your coaching, consulting, the healing practice, and even when you're working with clients as a creative. Like you can hear what they need or what they want, even though they're not actually saying those exact words. The next strength is you have the ability to think deeply. And is this is still something that I, I like feel like I have to remind myself of, that not everyone thinks that way. And sometimes I'll say something that to me is just obvious, and somebody that I'm talking to will be like, oh, my God, that's amazing that you thought of that. And I'm like, wow, really? Because I just thought you would too. So we have the ability to take concepts and to go very deep with them. And to, in the same way that I said, like, you know, that you have the ability with listening to listen between the energy, we have that same ability with thinking, like to think between the thoughts, if you will, and to understand concepts at a deeper level than most people will understand them. Of course, where this can work against us when we're more in a shadow is that we go into overthinking. And overthinking is not deep thinking. Deep thinking is a very pleasurable experience. It's deeply connected to the visionary strength. And it's actually what helps you be able to take the vision and connect it to a more grounded concept and into the actualization steps. Overthinking usually is connected to that superego voice. When you start to question yourself, you go into a little bit of analysis paralysis. You know, I know that some of you, even during the milling and seeding, like afterwards, were like, I don't know, is that really the best self-kindness statement? Which is sort of ironic since it's supposed to be a self-kindness statement. Right, And you're using the self-kindness statement to beat up on yourself or the self-kindness <laughs> statement not being kind enough, right? So that's when the deep thinking has gone into overthinking, okay? We also have the strength ability to be deeply spiritual because we can feel so deeply, because we can think so deeply, because we can connect so deeply, it's easy for us to then be able to also connect up deeply, to be able to access that energy of the divine, energy of the universe, energy of God, whatever language works best for you. And we're really able to, when we access that, to feel it. And then we're able to allow it to influence us. 
where it slips into a shadow is that when we begin to use something like being deeply spiritual or intuitive and we think that we're hearing limited thoughts as guidance. And it's, as I said earlier, it never is. Another strength that you have is you are excellent with language. So that can show up in all kinds of ways, but really it's like when you're in your strengths, you've just got that clicking between the visionary, between the ability to deep think, between the ability to deeply listen, and then you're really able to effectively communicate with your clients. You're able to really take what it is that they're looking for and to be able to feed that back to them. And of course, again, the only way that that turns into a shadow is when you start to question yourself. And is that really right? Is this really okay? Is this really what the person wants to hear? Is this what I should be saying? And that's just what siphons that ability to just be excellent with language. It might also show up with you in terms of writing. It might show up with you in terms of ability to comprehend the written word. And it might show up in your ability to, you know, just really be able to master language as an art. I don't have that, unfortunately. I can't even say Inga's name. But (laughs) for you, it might be showing up in that way. Another strength that you have is you have a deep belief in justice. And just really, you know, believing, again, deeply in, you know, fairness for all. I was telling the team this story at dinner the other night where I can remember taking a bus trip from upstate New York where I grew up about four and a half hours north of the city. I can remember taking a bus trip to New York City in sixth grade. And loving it, I had traveled to the city with my mom as well, and I just always had felt an affinity with New York, and I just knew, and even at a young age, that I wanted to, to move there, I wanted to live there. But I remember being on this bus trip, and I remember that the bus took like a circuitous, circuitous route out of the city, so we weren't like just getting on the highway, but we were like going through neighborhoods, and I don't know where it was, but probably somewhere in northern Manhattan or the Bronx. And I remember the bus had stopped, and it was in a neighborhood, and these couple of kids came up, and they were like dancing for the bus. And I think they were, I, I remember they were break dancing. So it was sort of like when break dancing was just, you know, becoming cool. And I remember all the kids in my class in the, in the bus, like, rushed to one side of the bus to, like, watch these kids. And I remember feeling really uncomfortable, I felt very uncomfortable with this moment. And I knew, and I didn't know where this came from, but I was uncomfortable because the kids who were dancing were African-American and all of the kids in the bus were white. And it felt very just jarring to me. It just felt like a clashing of worlds. And whether it was or wasn't, I don't know, but I just remember that it didn't feel just to me. Something felt off. And one of the team members said, that's amazing that you felt that and you were just 12 years old. And I said, I know, but I remember it so distinctly and that has always been with me. 
And it's always just been, it makes no sense to me that there's any type of division, you know, amongst the human race, whether it's because of sex or because of color or because of age or because of location or because of economics. It literally does just never, ever, ever make sense to me. And it's just part of who I am. Again, nothing was really taught to me, but that moment in the bus, I could not join the rest of those kids on the bus. I just sat on the other side. So however it is that that might show up for you, but it's innate. Again, it's just in you. It's not something that needs to be learned or trained as it might need to be for someone who's of the other 80%. Another HSE strength is that you are detail-oriented. So probably pretty obvious if this shows up in the shadow side, it shows up as that perfectionism, right? But the way that it's a strength when you're really allowing yourself to use it as a strength and you're, say, connected to your intuition, you can maybe like be in a room and you just know that like the, you know, the lights need to go up a little bit, the music needs to go down, this chair needs to be moved, and that flower needs to go over there. And then that just creates more, you know, comfort and ease for everyone who's there. Or it might show up again in other ways, maybe, you know, in other types of visual aspects. But again, when it's a strength is when it's just flowing, right? It's not paralyzing you, and you don't have to spend a long time with it. You just trust it. You're like, oh, yep, move that, change that, take out that word, move that there, arrange this, shift, done, go. And so it can really accelerate things for you when, again, you're able to allow it as a strength. Deep feeler is different than your ability to be empathic. So empathic is, again, like when you're feeling something from someone else, deep feeling is just within yourself, which really connects to exactly what I was saying earlier, to just allow the feelings, right? So you probably, you know, have a tendency to cry more easily when, you know, watching a Super Bowl commercial, you know, <laughs> which back when I would watch the Super Bowl, I would go to Super Bowl parties. That's the only thing I would pay attention to, just for me. I mean, it, you know, you don't have to not like sports because you're highly sensitive. But to me, sports are just a lot of color moving around. You know, it's just like, it's just sort of like an interactive, like spin art project. <laughs> But then the commercials come on and I'm like, oh my God, and I'm just like feeling it, right? I'm just feeling the sadness or I'm feeling the love or I'm feeling the joy. And for many years, I wouldn't allow that. I would not allow that, you know, mostly because I didn't want to be seen as a freak. And I remember I I had to, not had to, but I like, I did the work to allow myself to really feel the feelings. Like the feelings would come up and no matter where I was, I'd be like, Heather, you just let it, just let it flow. Just let it flow. And it was, again, I don't, I'm sorry to use the word habit. It was a conscious process. Like I would, you know, be using those self-kindness statements, like it's okay and you're going to be okay and it's okay to cry and just allow yourself to be, you know, safe, even though you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad or you know, you're feeling guilty. And that practice instantly dovetails into all of the other strengths. It just helps the other strengths to strengthen. 
It's hard to say, listen deeply, right? If you can't even allow yourself to feel. It's hard to be connected into your intuition if you're having difficulty allowing yourself to feel. The reason why we don't typically is because, again, when we feel things, we feel them deeply. And that's not just sadness and anger and shame or guilt. It's also elation and excitement, right? I, I literally remember, and this helped birth the CVO, foundational principle number one, is I would feel things like I would feel, I would be in that like visionary state when working with my students in high school, and like I would start to vibrate, Like I would literally like be shaking and I would feel like my stomach was like turning itself inside out, you know, and I just didn't know how to manage it at that time. But it's that deep feeling because I would just be feeling so excited for the work that they were doing and what they were creating. So that's an example of deep feeling. The last one is that you are, you have an acute awareness of subtleties, So that dovetails nicely with the uh, detail-oriented and the example that I just gave of the environment is a great one. But you have an acute awareness of subtleties in all kinds of ways. So again, it might just be within an environment. It might be when you're talking to someone and maybe someone like twitches their eye and like you pick up on it and you notice it and you're able to intuit and you're able to connect into the empathy and you understand and just know what that means. Or it might be that you're aware of subtleties shows up in your art if you're creative. I know for me, it's really present for me with nature. Just wherever I am, I just always see animals. I just always see them. It's just like you dr- I'm driving down, you know, the, the road and it's like I'm, I'm seeing, oh, like there's a hawk and there's the, there's a bunny and there's, you know, and I'll be driving with my husband. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, did you see that bunny? He's like, what are you talking about? right? I I just see it. It's just there. I'm just aware of those subtleties. I will go anywhere and I will find an animal. Every time I've walked on the beach, some fish has jumped out at me to say good morning. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It's just like, there it is, you know? And I'm sure so many other people would just miss it or they'd be like, oh, the, you know, there's a splash of some sort, but I'm like, oh, nope, there's a fish. I don't know fish well enough to know which fish it is, but I know that it's a fish saying hello to me, or at least that's happening in my mind. <laughs> so, so awareness of subtlety, seeing things that literally the other 80% will not see, will not see. Okay, deep breath in and let it out. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Course in Business Miracles. If you're ready to learn how to use your highly sensitive abilities to support you in being purposeful, profitable, and empowered rather than scattered, poor, and undervalued, take my free self-quiz to find out if you are indeed a highly sensitive entrepreneur. And if you are, along with your quiz results, you'll receive my free HSE success guide, which will teach you how to have your highly sensitive abilities working for you to create the results you desire in your business. Take the quiz and receive your free success guide now at www.hsequiz.com.